On this episode of Geek 4, I'm joined by my longtime dear friend, Carrie LeBlanc. Carrie and I have known each other since high school, and it was great to just chat with her and catch up. Carrie is a passionate fan of Disney. She's a passionate fan of lots of things, cats, keychains, the Muppets, but Disney's kind of taken a special place in her world. She co-hosts the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, and... In her spare time, and we're going to put spare in quotation marks, she's a travel agent that specializes in Disney vacations. She has met this amazing community of people through that work, and I wanted to talk to her about what that world was like. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. This is Geek 4, a podcast about fans, fandom, and fan culture. I'm Dr. Michael Boyce. Everyone likes something, but what are you a geek for? All right, Carrie LeBlanc, welcome here. Carrie, it is so Hi. good for you to be on my show because we've been talking about this for a long time. Yes, we have. Hello, Michael. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Good. Carrie and I have known each other for a very long time. Long time. We go way back. Way back, way back. Um, and we're going to talk about your love of Disney because this is something that I have I have watched kind of manifest and 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 blossom into something amazing <laughs> over the years. So when did you start liking Disney? Let's start here. Well, like the very basic stuff. The very basic stuff is that I I'm a more of a I'm a Disney Parks fan. Disney Parks is what made me a Disney fan. So um and I'll often joke with my Disney friends that I, we grew up our generation grew up in like the Disney dead era. So we didn't grow up watching a lot of Disney cartoons. So I wasn't a Disney fan from the start. Mm -hmm. We watched other things, right? Like Hanna-Barbera and 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 uh, Bugs Bunny and stuff like that. So I wasn't a Disney fan necessarily as a little kid. I liked um, the movies, right? The Parent Trap and things like that. But um, yeah, like as a as a teen and as an adult, I wasn't a fan. It was when I first started to go to the Disney parks when I was a young adult. And my sister in law brought us. Um, we went on a family trip, and this I couldn't believe how that you could go to this wonderful place that had multiple theme parks and you could spend a whole year planning every single little tidbit. I made, I made booklets and I laminated them and I, and I, you know, bound pages for the family with every single idea, every itinerary piece, every minute of the day, how we were going to spend it. And I was like, well, this is kind of fun. Let's do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again. So, um, and then as I got older, I became a travel agent. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that specialized in selling Disney vacations. And I, um, between my, between that and um, like I've, I'm, I do Disney pin trading. So back with my family, when we first started traveling, we started trading Disney pins and buying and collecting pins. There's that side of Disney fandom that kind of made me like Disney. And then becoming a travel agent, I have 60 plus friends that love Disney as much as me. So it's kind of evolved into that community and my Disney pin trading community that built this love for this type of vacation. And really, I the main reason I do like Disney now is for the community it's built. Yeah. It really doesn't have much to do about the characters or even really loving, you know, I love the theme parks. I love Walt Disney. I love the theme parks. Like Screw crazy. Mickey Mouse. It's about the people. Screw Mickey Mouse. It is about the community of friends. I've the friends and family that I've built. Like if I hadn't been connected with, well, my sister-in-law, she would have never brought us on that trip. I would have probably never been to Walt Disney. Like I wouldn't have went to Walt Disney World. Um, and then, uh, yeah, meeting my community where I work 
just expanded it and and it's just crazy like my whole life is about disney i've got my my careers half of my career is disney my the things i collect my my best friends are are in the disney community so that's why i love it and that's how it how it happened if that makes sense yeah no that's amazing uh like how often do you are you going to disney one of the parks well i my boss jokes that i travel about every six weeks which is which is pretty much that's more than i see my parents yeah, which I go to, <laughs> which now is a bit problematic because they live so close. So. You'll see them. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see them more often. Yeah, I, go, I love. I love Disneyland in in California. That's my favorite place. So between those two, and you know, you throw in a couple Disney cruises once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody thinks I'm weird. Yes, I'm one of those weird adult Disney fans. No, but like you're not because like it's not the 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 thing that you love is the community that's formed around the mm-hmm. Disney. It's not, it's not the product itself. Like I, I think that's, that, that makes you not weird actually weirdly. Um, and in <laughs> part, I'm going to get like, like weirdly self-reflective here, but like as somebody who has like picked up life and you know changed everything about the way I live my life, I recognize how hard it is to find community and find connections with people. So when you find a group of people who like something as much or more than you do, it's really easy and and really attractive to 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 fall into that. It makes total sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, the Disney like the pin trading community like legit started in my sister in law brother in law's living room, like this Ontario pin trading community because there was only a handful of them in Canada. And the one fellow that um, was part of that group way back then, like twenty years ago, he's created a like uh, and he tried forever to get something moving and it didn't really work back in the old day, but then old days, but then with Facebook groups, he's got um, like, we have, we have Ontario Disney pin trader meets where there's over a hundred people every time or more, right? Like they've turned into swap meets and collectible exchanges and, and, and pin trading. And because of Facebook and, yeah, and the ability to get information out, like we have them in Niagara, like he has them in Niagara region. He has them locally where we are. Um, and then people across Canada see that we do them in Ontario and say, hey, how do we do that where we are? So so he's got like people inspired people to do that all across Canada. But even that that group there alone, I, like I said, some of my really closest friends are part of that pin trading community. And it's just when you find the pe- when you find your people, mm. you know, even though you don't see them all the time, maybe you only see them once a year when you meet at the pin meet, you can you just sit and, and chat with them and like you've known them your whole yeah. life because that bond that disney bond is strong yeah well it's trademarked <laughs> so you know. and it's well the thing that goes with being a disney fan is disney merchandise yes. so you know you you want to you want to yeah. collect things and buy things yeah. and and there's disney everywhere right like they own everything you don't have to go to the theme parks to to um you know to to buy the things you want for your collections or to or to satisfy that appetite for for disney things like you just have to go to winners <laughs> to find stuff so it's better to go to florida or california but you can go to mm-hmm. winners if you want i know I, i'm a bit of a I, i'm one of those folks that wants the original things too so i yeah. do want the i do want the theme park merchandise versus you know the things that you buy at walmart absolutely fair <laughs> and you're right like those types of communities um it just wasn't possible to make that happen with snail mail and phone calls like it just yep. wasn't uh you know i found the same sort of thing like my friend adam has his film club that he every every Sunday afternoon, it's afternoon for us in in Canada. It's evening for him in the UK and all the people there. 
And every Sunday afternoon, this group of people meets and watches a movie together. And it's great. We chat on the on the thing. It's it's remarkable. But those are people who I will probably never, many of them I will never meet in in person, but they've actually become really good friends. It's amazing how community can form in these in these things that we we really like. And Disney parks are a lot of fun. I have to admit, I've been a couple of times as an adult and the very first time I was, I was gifted tickets and thought, oh, I guess I could spend a day here. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And I had so much fun. Like, It's a lot of fun. It It is made for you to have fun. Like, it's amazing. And and more fun without children. Oh, yeah. for the well, for the record. To be fair, most things are <laughs> the place for fa- the place built for families. If you're going, which which what are you doing? Like, what is an absolute have to do for you when you go to one of the parks? Oh my goodness! The funny. Well, this is funny, really. After going so many times, when we go now, we do a whole lot of nothing. Mm. As silly as uh, as also as silly as that sounds, we um like we go often, so we don't want to wait in long lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have favorite things that we like to do, but we we like, and we love the parks. Like we love Walt Disney. We love you know Imagineering. We love everything about um about the parks. We want to go to a special events where we learn things about what's happening or how things are made or the history of things. Like we love that, but we go to the parks and we do a lot of nothing. So we, we, we walk around, we eat snacks, you know, we meet up with friends that we happen to know are there, you know, are you going to be there? Well, I'm going to be there. Well, let's meet up. <laughs> we have little meetups, we shop and we, and we just kind of mosey about. So we really don't do a heck of a lot. So I was there a week ago and up until the last day, we only had one-on-one attraction and that attraction was the O Canada film at Epcot. <laughs> that, so it's really not, an attraction necessarily no um <laughs> epcot is the you know the uh, i can't think of a more um appropriate phrase than redheaded stepchild but that's like the one <laughs> that's coming up like the redheaded stepchild of the parks um because well, it was supposed to be an actual community that yes it was he didn't finish and so they made it into this park that i've been once and it was like so disappointing after after the that's, the, the hollywood studio one which was that's my favorite that's back in the old days hollywood studios was my very favorite um park like i went i went to disney when i was a teenager once and then i didn't go back till i was an adult and that from that trip and then the second like when i started to go again Hollywood Studios was my absolute favorite, but Epcot is my favorite park. Oh well, if you're just walking around and not doing anything, Ep- no, no, Epcot's it's perfect. It's it's I can't even explain why it is for many people, but it is like I think I think a lot of it is just like remembering how Epcot was like in the in the in the eighties and how it was you know retro and what what Walt wanted to do and how it was kind of captured back then, you know, to be you know, the best they could do with what they were planning on what, what they plan to do with Epcot. But, um, but it's, it's my favorite park because I guess, yeah, like you do mosey around, but I see like, they're definitely um, like they're re they're, they're reimagining it to kind of bring back, I think some of the, okay. some of the old parts of the magic or the, mm. that was there. So for many, for many Disney fans like me, Epcot is their favorite park. Oh, Walt Disney World. It feels like people who like 
the second back to the future movie like you're you're just <laughs> you're just trying to like something that nobody I else love likes. that. I love that how you I, that is the best. I need I need <laughs> someone like you to say things like that to uh, me to be like that is the funniest thing and that is really well, probably so true from someone else's perspective you have my phone number so anytime you need somebody to call um, <laughs> i'm absolutely happy to do that for you when i was there and i was at epcot i was only at epcot once and it was when i went as a teenager i was 16 so i would have known you then the only thing they had of note was the michael jackson movie the captain oh captain heel yeah is, I love that. Is that still a thing? No. Oh, good. No, yeah. I guess Michael Jackson <laughs> is like persona non grata now. So, you know, maybe no, we, should, we should take him out now. Oh, I love Captain EO. <laughs> I don't remember a single thing about it. Like the only oh, other Michael goodness. Jackson movie is the whiz or the thriller video. So like, it's not like he has a large body of work, but I cannot remember a single thing. I can remember Saturday Night Live sketches that I only saw in high school and I can remember <laughs> them verbatim, but I cannot remember a single thing about he Captain EO. So Captain EO was pretty yeah. cool. Angelica Huston, is that her name? Angelica Houston? Huston. No, what? Angelica, her last name is in Houston. Which one? Angelica if if it's the like the woman from like the Adams family and stuff, it's Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angelica Houston. Okay, yeah. that's right. I yeah. didn't think that yeah. was her Houston. last name. Um, I thought it was something like that, but not exactly that. She was she's in it as like the crazy like witch. No memory. Space lady. No memory. Does he turn into a werewolf? No, that's the that, that's no. the filler video. Does he does he ease on down the road? Nope, that's the whiz. So no. you know, I I don't, I don't. There's no memory there. Like seriously, I remember that it was there and that I saw it. That's it. That's that's my lasting memory I, of Epcot Center. And that's and that's your favorite park, huh? <laughs> they did bring it back for a while, and it, I remember like it, the first thing I did when I was like, gotta go see Captain EO, and uh, bought the shirt and everything to come back the Captain EO comeback shirt. And um, and I remember like what like waiting in line and listening to what people were saying about it, and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that people are disrespecting Captain EO, and and I'm in Captain EO singing and dancing. Yeah, you're never ever ever gonna bring me to a Disney park. You're now. <laughs> I think that Captain EO was like one of the first like three D. Like there's something his like the first three D movie with like the the sound and the the everything moving and whatever. So there's something it's probable, but like my memory, <laughs> and I might be wrong, and you would probably be able to to time this a little bit better. Captain EO probably would have come out in the early '90s, maybe late '80s, and it ran for like years. Around the same time, I'm pretty sure it was the first time I went, which was I was 16, was the Muppets 4D which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like that was amazing. That I, I can remember all the things about that. So yeah, 3d captain EO again, no, nothing, nothing sticks. Nothing. But Epcot has like spaceship earth, the big, the big ball, you know, everyone calls it the big golf ball. You go in that, that ride there. Oh, yeah. and, 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 you know, so there's some things about it and, there's some, so there's some good things about Epcot. Lots of snacks and oh, snacks are good. Uh, the big turkey legs are my favorite. Um, I'm a big fan of those. Can you tell me about the secret things at Disney? I'm aware that there are secret things at Disney, secret clubs, and little eye things that you can, if you look a certain way, you see mouse ears places. Oh, you mean hidden Mickey's? Hidden Mickey's. Yes. Oh, I knew they had a name. Yeah, so around the parks, the Imagineers have built into the design of things um, 
like the three circles, the big circle, the two ears, and mm-hmm. they'll hide them. They'll hide them in the rides or in, you know, any type of any design, like the brickwork. They have them all over the park. So it's fun to go and try to see as many, like to find as many hidden Mickeys as you can. Mm-hmm. So example, when you're riding um, the Haunted Mansion and you're going through the the um, the ballroom scene on the, the tables all set and one of the table play settings has a big plate and the two small plates. If you're in um, at Epcot, they have the the Seas Pavilion and they've it's like one of the biggest saltwater aquariums in the world or mm-hmm. used to be or whatever. And, um, you know, when you'll see whatever sharks and whatever floating around in there swimming around but then if you look one way you'll see stoat like you'll see little rocks and they're in the shape of a hidden mickey so there's hidden mickeys all over the place so there's hidden mickeys like that and then there's hidden mickeys that are actually like in the brickwork or or in the cement or whatever something that the disney fans love to love to look for or to share like you know if you've never been to disney before watch out for the hidden mickeys see how many hidden mickeys you can find there's people that have written books about the hidden mickeys it is unbelievable when you kind of dig into it and i had a former student who worked at disney um when you kind of get into like the the intricacy of the designs and the amount of detail they put into things it is Mm -hmm. remarkable utterly remarkable what they've done and isn't there like a secret club where you can drink well, they, there's alcohol all over the place at, oh. at, at, at Walt Disney World now, it seems. But at um, at Disneyland, there mm-hmm. was something called Club Thirty Three. Okay, and it's a, and it's a special members only club that was at Walt that was at Disneyland from way back when, where you could um, go in and uh, be in this fancy restaurant and and you could drink alcohol because there was never alcohol in any of the parks. What they've done in Florida is they put Club 33s um, in all of the parks. So you have like it's, you have to be a member, though, which is big, big bucks. Of course. <laughs> but that's not my bucket list. People always say, what's your bucket list? Do you want to be a member of, of Club 33? And I don't want to be a club, a member of Club 33. But there's a restaurant at Disneyland called uh, 28 Royal, and it costs like $12,000 or something like that to have dinner there. So that's on my bucket list to find enough friends that will be crazy enough to split that twelve dollars or $14,000 US. Right, if we get enough, we can each get a slice dinner. of the burger. Yeah. No, it's a fan, it's a fancy oh, dinner sure. up in a private area. And, uh, and I think, well, like, I'm not, I know enough people that would probably, <laughs> that would probably spend that money to go to go and do that dinner but um it's the timing right i have to coordinate everybody we got to get to disneyland you know all that other stuff to go with yeah. it so i might need to find some disneyland friends that are interested so they'll be local be a little less little less uh difficult to coordinate mm. so yeah i could see that <laughs> happening what else is on your bucket list for parks um i'd like to go to tokyo oh disneyland. yeah apparently from what i understand is it's the a favorite park like if you go there tokyo disney sea is supposed to be unbelievable like the type of the type of detail they've made um and just it's it's just supposed to be outstanding like the theming like not everything's ip like they built rides around you know non-ip which is you know in north america every single thing Mm -hmm. is wrapped up in a disney character now so So tokyo disney is the epcot of all the disney's in that people like it best but it might not might not seem okay. I, uh, <laughs> I think it is the best. <laughs> I see. That's it. on my bucket list. Okay. But well, that's fair. What else? What else? That's pretty much. That's pretty much it. Like I go. I, I love Disneyland, so mm-hmm. I go to Disneyland as much as I can, and I like. I think being an adult is just it. There's so much to. 
like there's there's always so much to learn about it and there's there's just so many neat things that are always coming up whether there's like we go to special events where d23 members which is like a special fan club so um you know we go to special expos that are comic cons for disney we do stuff like that like that's what we really you know we do we do not too much when we're in the parks but we we definitely focus a lot of our our um travel time and our budget towards doing some of the special things right well, so. and we were joking before, like like Disney literally owns everything. They own yeah. they own Marvel, they own Star Wars, they, they own Star Wars, they own the Muppets, they own, like so that must be just unbelievable. Because if everything's tied into Disney, um those comic those Comic Con things must just be really impressive. They're I don't think they're anything like a San Diego Comic-Con like it's a Disney Disney version of a of a Comic-Con but like to me they're pretty incredible I go every every two years they have um lots of neat stuff like the cosplaying is ridiculous like you know just I got to be in in the room with the Muppets when they did the 30th anniversary of the Muppet Christmas Carol and they had like a panel and it was awesome and I was like I was so excited Because you then, really love the Muppets. I love the Muppets. And then they brought out the um they brought out like the the Muppets and, and they were singing and whatever and I almost died right right then and yeah. there. So there's so there's a lot like I like all those cool things. Like, you know, I'd rather like that's how I love to spend my Disney time ideally. Mm-hmm. Like if I could mm-hmm. if I had to choose, I would probably, you know, do things like that versus um, you know, going to the parks and riding the rides over and over and over again. I, I yeah. like I like those special things. Like I like, I like those special. And I guess maybe that's the evolution of what had to happen. Like Disney's my thing. Mm-hmm. I invest my, my time and my money and, and all my friendships are, are mostly around that. Like, you know, we've kind of evolved from let's go to the parks and have fun. And then, Ooh, what else can we do? Yeah. Let's become fan club members. Let's go to, let's go to conventions. Let's, let's go spend to... $12,000 on a restaurant. <laughs> exactly. That's the top. That's the very, very top. But you know, like you're the, the fandom is, you know, has kind of, has kind of evolved to, sure. to, you know, we were at Disney, like I said, a, a few weeks ago, we went to a 30th anniversary screening of the Muppets Christmas Carol. So like finding opportunities like that, like I just, we love it to, and being in Canada, there's all kinds of things that happen in California and in Florida, and we're not there. So we can't really just, you know, buy a ticket and jump over to California to read, like to to get to an event. So when we do get to do these things, they're extra special. And, and we get super duper excited that like the stars align that we could actually, you know, do something or participate in something like that. So this was my... the 30th anniversary screening with the sad song reinserted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. It was cool. Yes, yes. I have not seen it yet. I know it's on Disney Plus now, but um and weirdly, Muppets Christmas Carol is a film I had not watched until quite recently, a few years ago, and it is amazing. It, it is, is absolutely amazing. I find a lot of people that don't really care for the Muppets or they don't know much about the Muppets, like they'll say, but oh, but I know the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's yeah. my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, it's 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 remarkable. And it's mm-hmm. amazing to me from there. I know they did Treasure Island afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's some direct-to-video stuff that they did, but they never really re they never really attempted to do that with other with other properties, which always surprised me. And then they rebooted the Muppets with like the, the sad dude from um, freaks and geeks, Jason Siegel. Um, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about Walter, the Muppet Walter. No, no, no. That's He's from sad. that same movie. He's sad, but other, yeah. In another way. Um, yeah. So. 
Um, I told you my like that's it. That's it for me. I <laughs> no, no, that's a lot. I that's, like going to Disney parks. Like, but like in this really interesting way, and you like you you get so much out of it. And I love I love how you talk about the community. I think that that's really important, and especially like you know, the connections that we can make and keep with people is, is really important. I think like half the reason I did this podcast is just to find out how people are making connections and where they're finding meaning and friendships and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that's perfect. It's exactly, exactly what I was exactly. looking for. <laughs> Carrie, Phew! Carrie LeBlanc, my friend. You, uh, that says that I'll never want to go to Epcot with me, but you know, I will never go to Epcot. Oh, I, I'll go, but you will hate me. For all the people that tell me that they hate they hate Disney or they went once and it cost them a thousand bucks to be there for the day, I'm like, just just let me come to Disney with me. I would love all all of my friends. I would love to 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 you know everyone's brought their children. I'm like, you know, you need to do it the right way. When these kids are when you're an empty nester, call me. We're going to yeah. Disney World. Yeah. I say a joke around that I walk around and I don't do very much, but there's it is a wonderful place. Like you're in a bubble. You get a vacation in this bubble where you, you know, you can leave your cares behind and just, you know, have a great time with your family. Zippity-doo-dah. Zippity-doo-dah. Wonderful memories. It, that You know, it's a small world after all. Like it is, a, it is an awesome, awesome place. And that's what sparked my, you know, desire to get to where I am today. Are you up for some fast four? Absolutely. All right. Oh dear. I've listened to so many of your podcasts and I don't I couldn't tell you what one of your fast four questions are because I'm oh, I'm nervous now. And it's probably not gonna be fast. Have you okay. I kinda that, talk that, that's okay. Mind. Okay. I'll make it quick. Carrie, what is the oddest thing that you're a geek for? Oddest thing? Yes. Probably uh, cats. Cats. Fair. Fair. <laughs> if you had to scrub one Disney film from existence, which one oh, would you choose? Come on. I need more time to think about that. There's nothing fast about this one. It's okay. I can edit. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. I don't know if I can answer it. What what film? One of those shitty parent trap ones. <laughs> Just who cares? <laughs> who cares? This is where you're <laughs> terrible ones that used to drag us. They used to drag out when we were kids. Like it's it's it, three days before Christmas. Here comes the big TV. Let's watch Pete's Dragon. <laughs> Pete's Dragon. Or the flight of Noah's Ark or like those live action, those terrible live action ones from the 70s. Oh, those are so bad. Oh, it's amazing the studio survived. <laughs> it, that's a, that's why we grew up during the dead era, yeah, because it did. barely did. We did. We did. All right, I'm choosing for you, and I'm choosing. Please Pete's do. I'm choosing Pete's Dragon. Oh, I like Both Pete's Dragon. Both of them, terrible. <laughs> I guess the new Pete's the the Pete the new Pete's Dragon. I guess we could say we could okay, like that one. Right, okay, right. sorry. Disney World or Euro Disney? Oh, Paris Disneyland. Yes, definitely Walt Disney World because I've never been to Paris Disneyland. All right. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, ten being the best, one being dreadful. How was I as a prom date? the best i was the best excellent excellent you're the only person in the world who can answer that question so i appreciate that <laughs> carrie was my prom date back in the old days in, in the old days the in the dead days. period of disney so mm -hmm. how can people find you on social media how can they book travel through you if they're looking to do that well 
I'm Carrie at Pure Magic Vacations. I work for a travel agency uh, called Pure Magic Vacations, a Canadian travel agency. And I also am on a podcast with my best friend, uh, Pixie Dust Fan. So the Pixie Dust Fan podcast. So you can find that wherever podcast uh, you listen to your favorite podcasts and um, online, Facebook, um, Pixie Dust Fan and PixieDustFan.com. Okay. I will link all of those in the show notes so people can just Thank go you. in there and find them. Thank you so much for doing this. It's <laughs> I'm so glad that we were actually able to make this happen. You're welcome. You're so hard to get a hold of. <laughs> oh, work, come on. You work so hard, but you were always there. And Carrie has been there for me through a very difficult year. So I very much appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on Geek 4. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Geek4Pod or me on Twitter at MWBoyce. If you listen on Apple Podcast, click the subscribe button and consider leaving a five-star review. Be sure to join us next time when we learn what someone else is a geek for. Got it. This is what we do. Got it.